Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-age, double-pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick. Respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans, this is Alan Bishop, Indiana's alchemist of the Black Forest. So I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube. If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, and the intense geekery that goes into that process, then check out the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute on YouTube. I promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts. Welcome back to another podcast of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Tiny here tonight with special guests. Uh, it's uh, it's last year when we did this, uh, I was like, I put all of your names together. We have Diane Strong and Renee True and Amzy Wenning. And if you put it True, Strong and Wenning, I mean, there you go. What a, what a theme for the Bourbon on the Banks. But this is the team that brings you Bourbon on the Banks each year. Uh, they've been doing it for, as a, you know, working on this for a while. And this year's 2023 festival, I'm pretty excited about. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Thanks, for, Thanks having for having us. It's great to have you back. Uh, last year, when we did this, uh, the one of it was one of the more popular YouTube videos because uh, it seems like when you do festivals, a lot of people want the information. So, uh, and we're getting close. I mean, uh, it's the weekend of uh, Friday. It starts the people start coming in on that Friday night, which is the sixth. Right of October, or is it that's a it's the sixth, and then the seventh Saturday, the seventh is the festival. So, who wants to go first? <laughs> one one thing I would say real quick is that uh, we we decided to go ahead and add a uh, an extra night this year. So we're actually going to start uh, Thursday night with uh, a kickoff event out at Whiskey Thief uh, Distilling Company here in Frankfurt. 
Well, that's that's fantastic. Are you still going to do the Friday night thing, the formal thing, like you've done in the past? Like I believe last oh, yeah. year was the what? What's the theme for the dinner this year? Is there a theme? Well, it's, I don't think we've changed. Oh yeah, well we got a theme, Diane. We got a different group. Uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a, a new group, and we actually are going to have a a, a podcast being recorded during that event. Mike Hyatt with Whiskey Trip is going to be interviewing our guests this year. Um, you know, last year we had a great, amazing lineup of uh, women that were there. Um, and we kind of played around with it. people were like, well, should you have a panel? But the way the night's set up, it doesn't really lend itself to having panels. It's, I mean, it's, it's a dinner, it's a tasting and it's an auction, but the, this panel will be going on kind of in the background outside on the, in the, in the beautiful backyard of the Kentucky history center. Um, it'll happen. And we, that same area will be where all the tastings are being had and then we will slowly move inside for the auction there'll be food inside and outside it's it's going to be a great night we have access to the old governor's mansion this year as well and um at least their backyard which has got a, a fountain and twinkly lights and it's just absolutely gorgeous so it's going to be a night to remember we've got um mike has kind of grouped it into um some some different interviews, but you know, Freddie Johnson's coming back from Buffalo Trace. April Weller Cantrell is going to be there um, with Leapers Fork Distillery. Brian Hara, who is the 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 lawyer and author, will be there. We've got, uh, like I said, Freddie Johnson. Um, you could say um, that again too. You got Freddie Johnson. Yeah, we, I love Freddie. <laughs> Danny Potter is going to be there. Um, you know, he's yeah, yep. he doesn't need much. Of Heaven Hill and Maker's is, Mark. Is Jane coming uh, too with them or no? Uh, no. Okay. No, she is not. Um, Lisa Wicker is going to be there though. Well, Lisa Wicker at two. I mean, what she's, she's, yeah. I, I, she's just fantastic. What a, I, I, I can't wait to see, I, I, I've keep, I watched what happened this year, you know, go through go, her, go through and whatever, but it's kind of like, you know, from watching from afar, I've, I'm going to, uh, be interviewing her coming up and you know it's kind of you don't quite know exactly where she how she's going to land or what exactly because it's not like she's it's public it's she's consulting and then I mean there's so much that can be done through consulting you know I think that's hopefully her her thing where you know she doesn't have to she helps out on a lot of different stuff but then probably will uh, you guys know more than I do <laughs> I guarantee you because you're down there with her and all the time probably. And it's, but you know, it's just uh what that's, that's a great lineup. Who, is there anybody else? Yeah. Um, well, we've got Andrea Wilson with Michter's mm-hmm. will be there and Kelly Tennille, who is with uh whiskey thief distillery. Um, she's also, she was on the show moonshiners. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I believe she won one of the episodes and Walter Zoosh. Zausch, right? Yeah. Zausch. Sorry, I do it all the time. Walter's great. Uh, Kelly's great. Yeah. And they, you know, Whiskey Thief is donating a barrel pick experience this year. They are our sponsor as a result of that and um, our title sponsor for the event. What is, just wait, 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 wait. So that one you got to go back on. 
Whiskey Thief is donating a, a, a thief a, a barrel experience. So it's like they're donating the whole barrel pick thing. So you got when you so that's I mean for because when you go to Whiskey Thief, all that is is barrel picks, but you don't have to. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's just basically a full barrel experience that when you go in and then okay, that sounds fun. Yeah. You get to take your barrel home. Yeah. You will. <laughs> you know, they're going to bottle it. I know. Thursday. They're going to bottle it. I know. But you, you'll get the barrel. You get the barrel. Yeah. Some places let you have it. Other ones are like, it just depends on which place. You know, and of course, the other thing that I think should not be looked over with Whiskey Thief um, is they just won double gold at San Francisco for best single barrel under 10 years old. Um, that is not a small accomplishment. Um, I mean, they beat out what Blanton's Four Roses, a lot of big names. Um, they make some some great stuff there, and uh, somebody's going to get an amazing barrel. I what, hope it's me. What's What's really crazy is the people I've associated with uh, through the podcast. You know, uh, Neely, you know Rebecca and Rice, and, and kind of got to know personally, and then also Hunter and Kelly and Walter, and then. You know, there's a bunch of uh, you know, Alan and everybody who I seem to have associated with. Every single one of them is just even uh, Turner. Did you see that he won? Uh, he won uh, Ascot Award from from uh, Minick, uh Turner Watson. Yeah. yeah, and uh, for his rum, you know, his his finished rum is a uh, uh, whiskey. Finish, whiskey barrel finished rum but overall it's like everybody i've associated with is winning double gold and i'm just like going do they just hand out millions of double golds is it just like i've never it's like that competition cannot be picky because everyone i know won double gold but then the people i don't know <laughs> they didn't it's just like it's been a it's it has been a crazy year for the you know the 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 crafter the small craft people uh i think really have been doing a good job and especially in in Kentucky and then also into the Indiana area stay with us we'll be right back hey bar and girl fans it's jim with madhouse bar talk where me and my co-host sit around and talk about the things going on around madhouse bar and grill in Elyria, ohio The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. All right. You know, but maybe you you do need to start charging a uh, good luck fee to these people. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, or just a double gold uh, fee. You you come on the podcast, Mm -hmm. you get to know me. If if we're friends, then you're just going to win double gold. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't so think so. gonna, yeah. that's not good i you know what it might be true but i don't think i'd ever be able to monetize that they're just like <laughs> <laughs> that would wreck it all so well, oh, they'll monetize it they'll take care of that part yeah <laughs> no but that's so that's those are the ones that we have that we have listed for the event but there'll also be other people that um you'll definitely want to rub elbows with that will just be invited and coming to the event to participate as well so okay so the, the, the unveiled that night yes so that so 
just so is that a invite only kind of event or is that uh no you tickets? can get a ticket for it okay they're online and it did sell out last year so we we encourage people to get their tickets early um it's it's uh it's on bourbononthebanks.org just like all of our other ticketed items um it's 150 this year um it's a full dinner so and the live auction There'll be a silent auction as well this year. So for people who don't have the deep pockets or can't compete with some of those larger ticket items, you'll have you'll have a very good opportunity to go home with something that's pretty awesome. And I've seen some of the items that are coming through on that. I know Renee, you have too, and and they're they're pretty special. We'll we'll yeah. have that the full list of the auction items on the website come September. Jeff, I think the uh, big difference, and Diane hit on one of them, uh, is having the silent auction uh, because we don't want the auction to totally dominate the evening. You know, we get 40 items. It takes me two hours to sell them. So we're going to go ahead and, and make sure that there's some some of the smaller items are in the silent auction. But what we're getting this year that's different in the past is we're getting experiences. So, for instance, we have a a brand new um, overnight uh, bourbon tourism vacation rental that's donated uh, some night overnight stays called House of Commons in downtown Frankfurt. Just brand new, just reopened, and we have all kinds of uh, Keeneland Racetrack has donated some experiences at uh, their racetrack. Which, if you haven't been to Keeneland Racetrack, it's the most beautiful racetrack in America. Um, and then we still have our um, selection of whiskeys that will be available. So I can run for you through a couple of those. Um, but our partnership with Downtown Frankfurt, Inc. has really blossomed this year. And they have gone out and got in a lot of uh, auction items from other charities. And, uh, Jeff, that's something we did a couple of years ago. Other charities in the Frankfurt area that want to try to get the highest price for their uh, rare bourbons, uh, they can put them in our auction and we, and we sell them for them and take a small fee for downtown Frankfurt Inc. and for the festival. And, and it works out pretty good. So you're like being the Lloyds of London for a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, it, it helps us, you know, fill up the auction with some really good auction items. Uh, for instance, uh, we have, we'll have a happy van Winkle 10 or 12 year this year. Uh, the Tourist Commission donated several bottles of Blanton's. We haven't got our full list yet. And as Diane said, we'll have it online um, because we're still waiting on to see what Buffalo Trace donates to us. Every year they donate quite a selection of, of whiskeys that are, you know, totally awesome. I mean, you're so, right in their valley right there. <laughs> oh, right there. Yep. Uh, and uh, Mr. Amsey over there, who's president of the Frankfurt Bourbon Society, uh, voted to, we sent a collection of four or five of our barrel picks that we're going to sell as a as one lot um, okay. of four or five Frankfurt Bourbon Society barrel picks. Wonderful. So uh, that that um, that's exciting. I mean, for the auction and everything like that. So... Getting getting into the the festival, you know uh, what? So, are is it bigger this year? Are there more people wanting to participate? And then the other question: Now I know that they've changed the rules that if you are uh, 
if you distill in Kentucky, you can sell the bottles at festivals. But are you guys going to open that up for the the people there to be able to sell their bottle right there, or are you keeping it so that you got to go purchase it somewhere else? Now we did that last year. They were able to sell bottles last year. If, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're definitely going to be back selling bottles again this year. Well, for I, sure. I don't think that uh, when you know going around that enough people. <laughs> took advantage of that. But I think this year, everybody really, because it was so new, right? Everybody was scrambling. But I don't think you have to scramble this year. You probably like it. So you get, you'll be able to have the stuff right there, to, right on, on premise, whoever wants to. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, if, well, if, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a huge advantage, especially for the smaller distilleries. Some of the bigger distilleries, it's it's more work and, you know, a lot of their stuff might just be available on the shelf. So it doesn't make sense for them to sell it there. Um, but yes, the smaller guys, the ones that are especially harder to find, you're going to, you're going to find them for sale there. And some of them have special picks that they're selling, um, are out of state distilleries. They are not allowed to sell, but we have capital, um, capital sellers Mm -hmm. and they're present at the event. They are a liquor store and they can legally, have um, samples and sales at our event because it's in the county where they hold their license and they will, they're teaming up with the out-of-state distilleries to carry their bottles. So if you, if you come across an out-of-state distillery that you enjoy their samples from, you can go buy one from capital sellers. Well, I think, I think last year you were, you, you were connected, but they weren't on site, right? With the out-of-state sellers. I think that was what, you know, I, I remember specifically with French Lick, they were like, well, you can. They, they were on site last year and French Lick was selling actually. Off to the. Yeah, Laurelin and uh, Brooklyn were uh, running the their booth set up right next to Capital Sellers. Absolutely. Laurelin and Brooklyn were at the festival last year? Mm-hmm. They were. They were. <laughs> oh, that was, a, that was a fun night. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. You, you know how to show people a good time, my yeah. friend. Yep. <laughs> I try. I you try. did it. Yes. It was, a, it was a night that I will always remember. Thank you. I do mm-hmm. appreciate it. That was fun. Um, anyways, and we all, and as you put it, we all lived. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And that's the key, right? So, mm-hmm. all right. So let's, who wants to go over? I mean, is there anything, is it still kind of going to be the same setup where you have some food trucks and or have you gotten that any bigger or is there anything different that you guys want to promote that's a little bit more than it was last year as far as the, the Saturday festival or is it, did you guys go status quo? Well, we have more distilleries. Um, uh, we've actually, if, if you include, um, last year we were just over, uh, we were at about 60. Now we're at about 70. Um, you, you'll have over 70 different entities to sample from. So there's a few breweries, there's a few wineries, you know, we've got other expressions coming as well. Some vodkas and rums and, and, um, gin and things like that, that the distilleries are bringing as well. But, uh, we also, we're adding a couple extra food trucks, but new this year is our VIP access tent, which is, a tent that's on site. Those tickets have long sold out, but um, you get the barrel pick, you get a little bit of a swag bag and access to this tent, which is fully catered with some seating and extra samples for you. Um, so that's new this year. Um, it's, 
it's going to be slightly bigger. We've got a few extra merchandisers too. And so it'll be, it is bigger than ever. We get a little bit bigger every year. We're going to, we're at max capacity though. We cannot, we don't have space for anyone else at this point. So we'll have to expand down the other end of the park if we're going to get bigger next year. Which, you know, when I first heard your podcast, when you were on the podcast with Michael a couple years ago, you were talking about how you were just, anybody can, you know, the, you did you think it would get to the point where you're going to have to expand past where, because the space, you you know, when you were initially talking, it's like, yeah, come down, anybody, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. But, you know, now you've actually 70 distilleries and then also other people podcasts and stuff like that there. I mean, that's just going to be, I mean, it'll be fantastic. Yeah, well... Uh, Frankfurt's getting ready to undergo some major construction near the park where they're going to be redoing the Broadway bridge there, which I think we will maybe in the future incorporate that into the event. You never know. It'll cause it has the potential to be an event space as well. Maybe we'll just climb the hill and go over the bridge. <laughs> it's hard to say, but this year is going to be a turning point for sure because um, we we're going to have to make some decisions for next year, you know, whether we want to get, uh, turn it into a two-day event. Um, it's based on sales and where we were last year. Each year, you know, our sales are better and we have higher attendance. So it doesn't surprise any of us. I don't think that we're on this trajectory. I'd be concerned if we weren't, but um, we're going to have to make some decisions next year. Based on our sales right now, we are very likely to cap out. Excellent. I mean, yeah, I, I that I don't see why it shouldn't. I mean, the type of uh, outdoor festival that you you're throwing, and uh, I've been to a few whiskey festivals, and uh, you this type of festival, you where you're at and located is is a destination place. So it just makes sense to be there now. If it was uh, if you go to a two day event, that would be that it, it would change the overall face of what you're doing right now. The one day event was kind of cool. I mean, in I understand for you guys, it's just an, uh, an ass kicking because not only does it, it get set up the night before or the day before people are, and then you have to do all the setup, then it starts festival happens. You deal with everything that happens in the festival and then you then clean it up. And just, I feel right now it's more like a family reunion party. You know, that's what you go in the park, you set it up, you have it, everybody comes, has a good time. But in the end, I mean, I was impressed at the, how fast everybody cleaned it up. It wasn't, that was a pretty good, you know, you guys had a lot of extra people helping and I'm sure you will again. And it just was, uh, I, I know that Amzi during the festival and everything, you could tell, I could tell he was in business mode. <laughs> he was totally business mode and kind of, and then afterwards, you know, when we, we got to go to the Frankfurt bourbon society, uh, you know, the, he was then Amzi again. So, but you know, it's just, uh, that, that is a big decision because then, you know, you have people participating two nights, uh, that really will fill the town. You know, I, I know right now locally, there was a lot of people, 
who would come and then they went back to their, you know, their homes or the distilleries left. You know, they didn't all, you know, everybody that was close or whatever didn't stay the night. But, you know, it's just a whole different dynamic. But I think that would be cool. I would love to do it. it would, I would wake up on Sunday and have to go to the festival again. So, Well, I think well, and, and, and so, something else I would add real quick is that I think I think the city of Frankfurt, you know, especially let's say if it was next year, we had to go to two days um, will be better equipped or more equipped to handle it. So um, I think it was uh, maybe Renee mentioned uh, House of Commons, um, it's new bourbon library and bar downtown. Uh, great place. You'll have to go check it out. They've got vintage bottles, dusties, everything else. But by next year's festival, we should have at least two other bourbon bars that'll be open by then. And uh, two uh, hotels in downtown Frankfurt that will be open by then too. So new, um, but uh, yes, yeah. new. Okay. Yeah. new. Well, uh, now this is a question. The hotel that's right by you guys, what's that's the right on the river. Capital, Capital Plaza. Plaza. Capital Plaza. Are they that that might help them getting more people, whatever, because, you you know, it was a little bit. What would you say? Um, you know, an elevator didn't work or you know what I mean? It wasn't just quite as shiny as you would have wanted it. It was mm-hmm. an OK room. I'm not saying that at all. But, you know, if you guys They're are greatly in need of a, a renovation. And I think everybody's mm-hmm. aware of that, including them. And I correct me if I'm wrong. It, it might be part of the parcel VNC deal that's going on there. There's some stuff going on downtown. And I, I, I do think that the renovations are in are forecasted. Right. So then hopefully yeah. then by next year, when you got that, because what, what happened to me last year, as far as we were down there and we had an Airbnb set a nice one. I mean, you could see, well, the morning of the sewage backed up in it up through the bathtub. And so he called oh us God. and said, you're not going to be, you're not going to want to come here. He goes, it's smell, it, the smell is horrible and I got to deal with this. So he canceled it on us. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and that was the morning of like, we're, we're, we were actually, when I, my, my wife called me, we were on the way driving from the Lexington area into uh, Frankfurt. And so she just booked the Capitol Plaza, just there was a room available and I, we got, so I that, am surprised there must have been a late, yeah. last minute cancellation because they're yeah, already booked I got notification that they're booked this year they're well I believe I, I I believe more this year because I would say last year coming off of you know you guys didn't really know what to expect right because you're coming out of covid and you you know you had been doing this and people were were always wanting but festivals were kind of for most people the couple years before scary. I mean, you just didn't want to go to everybody is going festivals, but they weren't, you weren't sure when you went to a festival. So I think last year it kind of picked up and there was a lot, but this year there's nobody with apprehension. I mean, now it's just like, Oh, I might get a cold. That's just kind of how everybody's thinking. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think, uh, Probably last year, too, I recall uh, Capitol Plaza had a wedding there. And so you may have lucked out that they had a few people back out, perhaps. And um, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, I, tried to, I tried to get a room earlier in the year last year, you know, maybe a couple months before the festival and they were sold out. Although my wife, conference booked. 
She yeah. might have booked it, but she might have booked it through orbits, or she could have booked it through. She belongs to like clubs, you know, for for <laughs> hotels, and she's always getting like a room through there when the when she'll call. You know, a lot of times you call up in the hotel say no, but then you book through there and it's it's there's something open. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. All I know right. is we booked that that morning at ten thirty a.m. and I was very happy because. There for a while, I'm like, am I just going to sleep on the street? Oh, I could have actually slept in a pew. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Frankfurt. Yeah, at the Frankfurt Bourbon Society. Yeah, Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. We got the pews. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, to that end, uh, and Amzie or Diane, I can't remember, mentioned, but uh, the the two hotels, they're kind of boutique hotels Mm -hmm. catering specifically to uh, bourbon tourism. Um, with their bourbon bars on the first floor, and those should be open by next year. But there's a lot of onesies and twosies and threesies kind of vacation rentals also uh, spread throughout Frankfurt catering to the bourbon tourists. So if you use the uh, main platforms to uh, book rooms, uh, Verbo and Airbnb and bookings.com, et cetera, You'll you'll have some really interesting places to stay in Frankfurt now. So, and I should add, mm-hmm. if you end up having to go outside the downtown area, we have transportation available to you. It's through Happy Trails. She, you can schedule in advance, or you can just get a ride um, randomly from them. I strongly suggest getting booking in advance. She'll arrange to have you picked up and brought in you know, before your entrance time and get you picked up afterwards. Um, so the information for Happy Trails is on the website. Uh, we don't have great Uber or Lyft reliability here. It's pretty easy to get a ride here, but sometimes, um, especially if it's later, they're not sticking around and you can't find a ride back. So Happy Trails is diving in and she will go as, as far as two two hours away. Wow. So even Louisville, yeah. Um, there is, and there is an, um, a service coming from Louisville called uh, Wild Thoughts, W-Y-L-D Thoughts. And she has several um, spots available with her van that's coming in as well. So That's, that's uh, yeah, I could say <laughs> when we were there last, last year, uh, when we were, when we were running around Frankfurt with Amzie, there was a lot of times where we were doing a good amount of walking, hoofing it, <laughs> because there's no way. There, I mean, even even uh, I, I mean, like you said, it's just kind of like very quiet after a certain point in the town. It's a small, very quaint town. And there's no doubt when you're walking, you know, past 11 o'clock in Frankfurt that unless you're on the main street. The main street there, some of the bars are still hopping, but overall, it's kind of like walking. I, I think uh, CT and Brooklyn and Loreline were walking over the bridge. <laughs> they walked over the bridge <laughs> over to the car. So anyways, that was kind of, but overall, it's just was a great, it's, you don't feel bad walking in Frankfurt. It's not like you're, mm-hmm. there's no threaten, threatening aspect. It's the, it's not a big city. <laughs> it's not like if you start running around Louisville, you go the wrong way and you can get in trouble. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty much, you don't see too many homeless tents in Frankfurt. So, <laughs> 
So it's a, a good city, that's for sure. And uh, anybody, I anybody who loves bourbon and you haven't been to Frankfurt, one, if you come, come early because you've got Buffalo Trace there. I'm sure right now, let's see, it's August. So no, it's uh, the start of September is when they'll start uh, selling the tours for October. So you want to get on that website if you want to do tours because, I mean, it's it's a free tour. So, <laughs> you know, that's yeah, that's. When really for people who come and stay, I mean, there's Buffalo Trace, but minutes away from Woodford Reserve, uh, Castle and Key, Glens Creek. Glen Creek. Yep. Uh, uh, honestly, Thief, Wild Turkey and Four Roses are 15 yeah. minutes away. I and then I don't Whiskey forget. Thief. Uh, Whiskey Thief's third. I think we yeah. did it in yeah. 14 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. Frankfurt has plenty of. <laughs> and then. If you go a little, if you want to go forty-five minutes away, you can hit everything in in uh, Lexington. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's mm-hmm. it's a great, um, what would you say? It's a really good uh, area to come. I mean, even like uh, if you can, air- it's it's a good base base of operation. Maybe you know, a good yeah, place it's a launching to, uh, point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, heartbeat of bourbon country, right here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no doubt. You are in the premier place. I mean. I would say Frankfurt and Bardstown are the two, you know, that that old American historic preserved, you know, places to go to. And they're just so strong in their history of making whiskey. I mean, it's just it's fantastic. And then you got Louisville and Lexington, all, you know, that whole triangle of, you know, that the, the area of Frankfurt, Lexington, Bardstown and whatever. It's just so you can get. Small town, big town, big town, small town. It doesn't matter. And, uh, and they put you on a trail. <laughs> but I would say if you're going to start the trail and you want, that's a good weekend to come down. I mean, one thing I do like about the festival is the first week in October. You, Although last year it was warm, there's no doubt about it, but it wasn't insanely warm. It wasn't 95 yeah. degrees and, you know, that Kentucky heat. Uh, it was, more, I think it was like 83, 84, which during the day, but no, I don't think we were getting fried too bad. Like, oh, Turner was, if you remember, uh, Turner Wathen, he does uh, Rolling Fork um, Rum, and he was there. He had no tent, and he had a box and a thing, and he had the rum, and there was no tent, and he was not in the shade. He was just oh, getting killed. It was great. That's where I first first met Turner. So I was like, "Who's this guy?" But Turner's great. <laughs> so well, it's, it's getting to be that time of year, Jeff. You know where the whiskey is starting to come back out of the wood. So yeah, it's not too bad. Nope, not at all. Uh, one now, as far as the participants of the seventy uh, distilleries that are going to be there. Now I know. When it came to the craft, the four gates and the, so they had ownership and uh, blenders there. You know, have you encouraged some of the distilleries to bring their people directly? Like, you know, when French Lick was there, they had, you know, Loreline in Brooklyn, but they also had Alan there running around. You know, have you tried to convince them that that's what you want to have there? You know, a little bit more of the the people who make it for that experience, or is it just what they want to do? Well, you know, you got to be careful. You don't want too many characters like Alan Bishop running around. (laughs) uh, Yeah. I I think think we do encourage that. And and I think, 
you know, a lot of your, your craft distilleries, especially the, the distillers tend to be very involved. And I think that's one of the, the benefits of a festival like this is that you can come and you can try a lot of these products that maybe you haven't tried. And if you like something, there's a good chance you can stand there and talk to the person who made it, um, ask them how they made it. Uh, they'll maybe tell you why they did something a certain way. And I think that that smaller, more intimate experiences is, is one of the, the beautiful things about a festival like this. And that's one of the things going forward. We don't ever want to lose. We always mm-hmm. want to keep our integrity. We, uh, there's, there's no price that is going to make us change that. That's great. And then also what's unique about your festival uh, compared to some other ones in, in the Kentucky area is that you can be an outside distiller and come to your festival. So if, if uh, some of the distilleries around the country want to come in, you guys are open to that. Whereas some distill, you know, they want to just do all Kentucky or they want to, you know, or something connected to Kentucky. But overall, um, you guys, even though it is, even though it is Kentucky, uh, what would you say, strong? I mean, mo- there's a lot of Kentucky mm-hmm. distillers there, but you still uh, are open to the people in the surrounding, you know, states. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Certainly. Yeah, we have them coming from. We have some coming from Washington State and New York. Yeah, I Uh, mean, yeah, New York, Indiana. I mean, Tennessee. Who's coming from New York? I knew you were going to ask me that. Oh, uh, Uh, Holland. Is it Kings County? Oh, really? Yes. That's cool. Penelope, aren't they in New York? No, Penelope. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, I think I they're think in they are a part of n- not New, New York City. Indiana. They're they're in a town in New York in New York State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't make me bring out my spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can if I need to. I was hoping to not have to do that, but yeah, we've we've got a lot of states represented, so it's all good. That's excellent. Uh, I know uh, that was one of the fun things. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the two day thing would be because all I can say is that there was a um, we got through a lot of the of the festival. But when it was over, you you were tired. Right. But at the same time, you're tired, but you don't feel like you completely gave it. You, you know, you didn't get to everyone. Put it that way. I think if you so got to everyone next year. Well, I, of course I am. So, but, but, but then let's say next year you might have an extra day. So then you can say, come back tomorrow, you know, one or the other. That's why I was just throwing, we talked about that, but you know, at the same time I was just, whatever, (laughs) throwing it out, working it through my head. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a work through which you guys have probably done a million times. So I, I, and I know that I've know I've talked to a lot of people who have run festivals a lot by four or five, um, if that's a lot, but that's, you know, from fest, a festival, a whiskey festival standpoint, when you run that, you're always, um, I know when you're, when you're in it, there's a lot of problems that are presented and then you're kind of um, in, in the off season trying to fix whatever there was if there was something that didn't happen that you didn't want to do and everything so it's a a full-time job in your minds 
<laughs> never stops, right? And I'm sure, every, I, I'm sure every single one of you at this point with your phones are just basically constantly being contacted by different people all the time, asking questions and getting through. And it's got to be, I, I mean, and that's what I've seen. Uh, and it's just, it, it is a mon, it's a, it's a large task and communication is important, but at the same time, when you get this close, you got, you guys all probably agreed that it's very time consuming on your parts, like day and night. Well, especially for Diane. I mean, she's, she's on it 24 seven. So she is the, uh, she is the face of the festival for sure. Well, and I, I pride myself on, on, you know, taking every phone call and every email and responding and being quick about it. And, you know, I, I, I'm very big on hospitality and I, I, I'm, I don't know, I enjoy it. I enjoy every minute that I am, I'm solving problems for distilleries or attendees or making their life better. I mean, that's, that's what matters most to me. I just want them to be happy. And even if things don't go the way people plan, I want them to be smiling and coming back. Yeah. I mean, so we're all, I mean, that's all I ever say, like that you cannot see everything that can happen and whatever, but you can just do, all you can do is do your best and you can tell you've, you do your best. <laughs> There's no doubt. It, there, and then the festival last year showed it. And uh, I, I'm hoping, you know, this year, what everything works out again. So that's what the goal is, right? Well, we've got, we've got a great support system, you know, our, the board, Frankfurt Bourbon Society, our volunteers are absolutely amazing. The city supports us, you know, the distilleries support us. It's, I mean, it's great. I, the, our, our merchants beg, you know, they, they want to come back every year and that's, that's what is important. And if, and I am open to any suggestions or, you know, we, we take our surveys and get feedback right away when it's, when it's over. So people don't forget and sit down and take notes about little things that we can do to improve or what didn't work. So, so yeah, it's always, it's always that goal of getting better and, you know, making, making it that much better for everybody. Yeah. And I would say what, when we were coming into town last year was, I believe it started, we, we were there at 12, but it started at one. Was that the time or did it that was that was the early access ticket was one, at one, one o'clock, o'clock yes. right? So we were we were coming in at about eleven forty five twelve, and what made it real for me is the city, um, you know, BOTC sign saying traffic just lit up on the side, you know, the the little and saying you know and funneling uh, everybody to where they needed to go. So it was kind of cool. It was definitely a fun time. Yeah, that's our county and our city working together. I think. Together, they have six of those signs and they all they both committed all of them to the event, which makes sense because you you brought a lot of people into the town. So, I mean, how can this be a bad thing? You fill all the, you know, the Airbnbs and all the the hotels and the restaurants. So, I mean, it's not like there's a huge amount to have to fill. But I'm sure for a weekend when you do that, they really appreciate the increase in business. And most of the people there are bourbon people. So they're going to be drinking the bourbon in the area and really helping out, you know, the the economy. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. Now, now, with all of those people that showed up, were you 
literally the first person in line, I think, to get in, Jeff? You, you were close, if not. You no, were, no, no. When I came in, you're, you gave me um, early early access. You just let us in because we're the podcast. Oh, you maybe know what that I mean? was it. Yeah. So, I got to I got to feel really special because we we were we were we were like filming the line, you know, and I mean I knew twenty people in the line, so I even felt specialer because you know there's like three or four podcasts that didn't talk to you guys and they were out there and I mean you know so I was like hey how's it going and while I'm while we were walking down just getting ready and and met you so that was. Uh, and we got some really nice uh, footage of the glasses. That's a nice video. Yeah, and yeah. that's a that's what I'm, I'm I keep getting better at that. Um, I don't know. It's it's uh, I'll do I'm going to do that again. Uh, we've got I believe eight people that are going to be there, so we will be manning the tent and then also sending everybody out for interviews to put together again. And then this year. <laughs> I'm going to have a per specific people dedicated, some people dedicated to reels, some people dedicated to horizontal YouTube um, content. And we're just going to try and really cover it between, uh, I, I think Super Nash did a really good job for me last year. He sent in a good amount of this stuff and he did a lot of really good interviews. And I actually was in the video. Which normally, when I do all this, I shoot it all, and I'm never in it. So that was kind of a cool thing. So uh, we're, we're, we we kind of know what, what to do this year. We've got our feet under us, so it should be even better. That's great. I'm glad you're going to be doing all that coverage. We'll get you... We'll get you some media badges so people won't question you when you get your camera all up in their face. That's fine, um, but I'm telling you... <laughs> 80% of the people there we know, except for, you know, if it's a distributor. But we're, I'm even starting to know the distributors. I would have to say we still, we're, we're uh, a medium. to uh, We're not small, but we're medium sized now as far as viewership and growing. And it keeps growing. I mean, it just goes up. I, I, it hasn't yet, uh, what would you say, plateaued. But in the industry... The actual industry of all the different distilleries, I think we're probably one of the top two or three in the area where who we know and who we're talking to in our access. You know, it's just there's not everybody even that we actually are getting access to Harlan Wheatley because Greg Schneider knew Harlan and he introduced us. So when we were doing the podcast at Buffalo Trace um, in end of March, early April, uh, we went down there and we were, you know, interviewed him. Uh, the, the handlers are like, what do you guys do different than everybody else? I, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Harlan wanted to do this podcast. He goes, most of the time when we do podcasts, we have to like force him and find him and get him. He goes, he was like calling me this morning and asking if you were here yet. <laughs> So we really, we really enjoy it. I guess it might be just our personalities and how much, you know, we're not looking, I'm not looking to break any um, bad news or any scoops. I don't look for scoops. People tell me all the time what's going on and I will never, ever uh, break their trust. And the same thing, you know, if we're talking, I'm not going to break in. That's not what I'm in it for. I'm in it for to have fun, enjoy people, get to, you know, know people like yourselves because 
everybody seems to be so hardworking and dedicated. It's something that they all enjoy. Like, Diane, you're like talking about how much you enjoy doing this. You know, you're doing it 24 seven, but it, and it's, and it's a lot of work, but it's something that you enjoy doing. And that seems to be like what the people who work at the distilleries do. They enjoy it and they enjoy yeah. making the, you know, the every, is very positive and very very good energy yeah i would say I wouldn't be in if it wasn't I, i'll tell you that right now <laughs> i would say that the industry itself is like flipped whereas the normal bitching and complaining within a business is on on a certain high level of but now here that's all the good stuff about the industry and then the little bit of good stuff a normal business has that's the bad stuff i mean you do it's not it's there are some bad players you know that are in this industry you know but they stick out so so much and then they're gone because they do stick out you know yeah. I mean, how many people that you know that are a part of a big distillery? They're family oriented people. <laughs> they're just they're they're about yeah. family history. You know, you talk to Fred and Freddie uh, at, at Jim Beam, and they're they're business people, but they they don't like they're not like pompous assholes that are just sitting there going you know mailing it in because they're part of history. You know. They just are really, really down home people, and I just love that part of it. It's just it, you know they everybody seems to welcome you in, and and you're friendly, but you can get to know them personally, like Amzi, you know, hanging out. I mean, it's just you make the more friends you make. I I've never had that problem where, where I'm getting to the point where I've made so many friends that now when I go, I'm disappointing people, <laughs> and I'm just like, well. <laughs> I, I how if it can't get too much bigger because I just have so many friends where before I had like one or two friends that and I never disappointed anybody, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you only got two friends and you disappoint one of them, you know, that's 50 percent of your friends. Yeah. So I was not. But still, there, there's the time that you put in, you know, with one or two is not quite. But every time we come down to Kentucky, I'm just trying to especially for a whole week, we're coming down for the Kentucky Bourbon Festival and we have the whole week planned and we're, you know, thinking nine days down there, that should be enough. And it's not even close. It's just like it's booked completely. We're just running around the whole state. And the same thing when we come down uh, for that. You just informed me that it's Thursday night too. I did not know that. And I have Friday off. And I think Sunday now. We've had an event on Sunday. So, and it's worth staying for. Okay. Well, if you have an event on Sunday, that's something I could do because I'm going home, but I could stick around for the event. But we usually, you know, when we're there, we grabbed breakfast last year and I think we went over to, I think we just went over to Whiskey Thief and then went went back home. Oh, and then we hit Neely too. So, and now we're finding, I'm finding out about there's some decent Cincinnati distilleries. So on our way down and then you've got um, Revival in Covington, which is a, a... what a vintage spirit vintage. shop with Brad Bonds. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the the whole experience is so awesome. I mean, and then everybody's up their game. They just keep remodeling bigger and better, right? Absolutely. So yeah, I think one thing, uh, we probably should talk about the Sunday event, but for Friday, we talked about the VIP auction. Did we talk about the... Uh, the Bourbon Street on Broadway, the 
We didn't talk Free about anything. Mm. Yeah. Talk, talk. So, Free Credit Union is sponsoring the Free Friday event, which is, it's kind of like the city originally in 2019 said, yes, you, you can have this event, but we'd like you to offer something to the community too that's free. And so that's where this event is created. But obviously, if you're here for the Bourbon Festival, you should go to this event. It's, it's um, lots of circus acts and street performers and fire performers. There's, if you have a family, it's perfect for families. Um, the entire old Capitol lawn is filled with free activities for the kids. Um, from face painting, we've got, you can go get your balloon hat made and tumbling and their uh, Buff City Soap's going to be there. They can get a free bath bomb and paint it and just tons of stuff like that. I mean, you don't have to spend a dime and your ch- children will be entertained the entire time. But we also, it's in the mixed district. You can go into the bar, get some fancy drink or whatever and walk around with it, enjoy what you have to see and um, live painting, things like that. Um, and we will have beer vendors out there. We've got the local, you know, Goodwood and um, West Six will be out there. Pivot Brewing, I think. With several of the brewing or breweries that are close will be selling. I'm sorry, I have dogs. Um and what else is going on? We've got the, the pub stroll going on as well, the OHA Groom pub stroll. Uh, and that goes that takes place during the same time. It's six to nine thirty is the free event. Um, six until eleven thirty is the pub stroll. So we encourage you to pop into the local restaurants and bars that are participating. They will each have a featured drink made with the Ingram and uh you get a selfie, tag us, and you'll have a chance to win tickets to the event next year. So Saturday, this is, or is this happening Friday night? That's all Friday. Okay. That's all. Yeah. The VIP is five to eight. So you get out of the VIP, you can go straight to the free event downtown. Um, the pub stroll takes place. That's all on Friday. And then Saturday, of course, is the main festival um, sponsored by Community Trust Bank again. They've been with us since the beginning. and But even after the festival, we've got the Goodwood After Party, which we've moved it this year. It's, uh, it's instead of being down the street, you don't need to go four blocks down to Goodwood. Goodwood's coming to us. You're gonna, just going to leave the event, at which 10 feet and walk in to, hang on one second. <laughs> Here. Yeah, it's, <laughs> My dog is like. Bring them on. <laughs> well, we like dogs hacking attacks and it's, it's awful but anyway you, you instead of having to go and you know walk four blocks or get on the trolley or whatever it's actually right next to the event so you can exit and walk directly into the goodwood after party we're going to have a live band um it's tyrone and the kinfolk it's like a five or six piece band uh, goodwood's going to bring their food and and beer for sale there so That'll take place from four until eight. So that'll start before the festival is over. So if you get an early access ticket and you're done early, you don't have to wait until the event's over to start the Goodwood after party. You can just go straight to the after party. It'll start early. Early access to that after party. (laughs) Early access (laughs) to the festival and early access. uh, uh, Yeah. And that'll go until eight o'clock. So, well, if anybody uh, uh, hasn't ever been to a whiskey festival, I think one of the key things of a whiskey festival is pacing yourself. I mean, the samples 
Right, you have your. Uh, is it going to be the same thing? You get the the glass, and then you can go to all and keep getting. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but you can go shopping while if, while you're needing to take a little break. We've got tons of bourbon merchants there. You can do a little shopping. You can go hit the food court. Tons of really good food. Um, and we're encouraging small bites this year. So you can just get a little bite now, go get some more samples, go back a couple more bites. You don't have to take a, a full, you know, 30 minute break to have a full meal or anything. Okay. So, uh, but pacing yourself is always the key to a festival. It's just like, if you, if you start off fast and overdo it, uh, you don't want yeah. to do that at a festival, yeah. especially, you You know, yeah. uh, now the festival runs till it was, is it six or is that the time? Five or six? Six. Six. Yeah. six. six. So then, you know, then you can go over to the after party. But, you know, you're you basically are in the midday sun, you know, and there is one, one thing nice is there's some shade around. You can find uh, by the river some trees back there. And it was it was really kind of a cool thing. You didn't have to completely fry when you were in the festival. But there was some, you know, there's a whole section that has no trees where it's just, you know, but you know, with the heat and drinking bourbon, you want to stay hydrated as much as you can. And you guys, it, it, that's that's easily done there. But um, as far as the bourbon, but that is one of the things that I always suggest to people. It's just like start off real slow. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's good advice. This is a, a marathon, not a sprint. Um, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to get all 70 samples. Um, so enjoy them drink them like you normally would at home don't don't pound them sit there get a sample of something you want to try enjoy it sit there and talk with your friends while you drink that before you go on to the next one so but also whiskey whiskey people at an outdoor festival also understand like if you're starting to feel it right and you still want to do some tasting they don't mind you could tell i i'll always say just a little but if they give you too much just all you gotta do is dump Dump, yeah. dump, dump. You don't have to drink it yeah. all. I, I, mean, I really try to discourage the distilleries from over pouring. We, we say a, a quarter ounce pour and, you know, I, I know they want to be generous. And of course they want to give you three expressions of the at one stop. And so, yeah, we, well, I, the, I will give an extra reminder, just small pours. Just it's, it's, it's an adult festival and they understand we're all adults and we should be able to handle what we get. And and I mean, there's some I, I have to admit last year, there was a couple bottles that were fantastic that I just went back for more of a real tasting. I mean, it's just, yeah, it, yeah. The, and and they're all open to but but also I'm sure they're all watching, you know. You guys actually, it was a pretty good festival last year. You did not have too many overindulgence. You had um, a couple issues with the heat and some of the, an older, you know, person that was indulged, but also overheated. I, that's the only way you could put it. But overall, the festival, I thought I, I did not, it, did, it didn't get rowdy. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's... There was an extra email that was reminding the distilleries that it is their responsibility to serve wisely. You know, at oh. the end of the day, it's it's not about how many tickets the guy gives you. I don't care if he's got five tickets left. If he's drunk, you don't you don't serve him. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. And Jeff, Jeff, I don't I don't think it was that hot last year. I think that you're uh, no. used to the, yeah. uh, the, the northern yeah. Ohio Canton weather. Uh, 
I got there early that morning, and I think I had thermal uh, underwear on, and I think I ended up having it on all day. Oh, God. <laughs> it, was, it was in the mid-70s. It was mid-70s, and the sun came out. It was full sun for a little while, so yeah. it felt really warm, but it never got right. above the mid-70s. Well, uh, you, you saw, perfect I, wore, I wore long pants. I did. I mean, that's the, I don't usually wear shorts to any of, of of the events because usually I I end up not ever getting back to a place where you could change. It's just like wear yeah. a pair of jeans or a nice pair of pants, you know, and just go with it. Otherwise, usually if you don't, if you don't, by the end of the night, you're in trouble or whatever. So that was fine. No, I I I thought the weather comparatively was really nice. I mean, it was a really yeah. nice day. So it was perfect. You can't you you know that's another thing. If you go with two days, you know, you got two days of what, worrying about the weather, right? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you know, because that's the key to everything. I mean, you know, I you if you're gonna throw festivals over the year, there's gonna be sometimes it it's not perfect weather, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you know. I think that if it did, if it does rain, it'll just add a little bit uh, more ambiance into tasting whiskey. A nice, you know, people will just have to get from tent to tent. <laughs> but I don't think so. I mean, that you throw it into that that part of October, right? For a reason. That's nice, cool days, but there's not a lot of rain down in Kentucky at this time of year. It's the best weekend of the year. Yeah. That's what I've determined. Well, I like the fact that it fell the 6th and the 7th, the furthest away from September as you could get for the first weekend in <laughs> the 7th is as far as it goes, right? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, pretty cool. It's almost like three weeks from, you know, I'm going to get rest. So I'm happy. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. So you were talking. Yeah always the first weekend in October. That is our date. First weekend in October. We didn't plan it being the seventh, but we got lucky. Well, and and to really clarify it more for Saturday, uh, because for example, last year, last year it was October 1st, the Saturday. So the, the, the actual bourbon on the banks festival where you try the bourbon is what sets the date for this. Um, even though there are events on Thursday and Friday, it's that, that first Saturday that sets the day. Right. So you guys have a special bottle for this year, right? That's associated. I think last year Mm -hmm. it was a wilderness trail pick. Yeah. Last year was that kind of a special uh, wilderness trail for grain. Um, So this year we are actually going to have two. Um, Okay. I just haven't, I haven't received one of them yet. And then uh, we we did a Knob Creek uh, pick. Awesome. Uh, bourbon, not Greek bourbon. Um, and then I was able to get the sample of uh, this one from Spirits of French Lick. Um, the Knob Creek pick, I'll, I'll talk about it quickly. Um, it uh, ended up being a little bit of a surprise. It is bottled. It should be at uh, the liquor store for us to get very soon. Um, it only yielded 90 bottles. So a, uh, a very short barrel on that one. Um, so that that will go quickly. So people want to make sure they don't wait either bottle of uh, of Knob Creek. Um, that probably also explains why we like that one. It was so uh, so different, so off profile. Um, that one was picked by myself, uh, Alan Bishop from Spirits of French Lick, uh, Lisa Wicker 
and uh, then Hunter Coffee um, from Whiskey Thief. That was so, that's so the Knob that, Creek. That, yeah, that's the Knob Creek. So do you, did so, you all did you all survive this one? <laughs> we did. We okay. did. Yeah. Um, and then so what we're going to try tonight, uh, I got the, the sample bottle last week. So it's in Boston Falls from Spirits of French Lick. And this was one I was really excited about. I really wanted to pick one of these for the festival because I think this is a bottle that showcases what craft distilleries can do. Um, so Hindostan Falls is different in that it is made with a corn, um, a modern land race variety that Alan Bishop, uh, bred for something like 20 years, um, by, by merging together and breeding, um, multiple strains of heirloom corn. And he bred this corn specifically for distilling and making whiskey out of it. Um, Right. The, I think he, the mash. Yeah, go ahead. He, he grows that corn uh, through the ownership's farm, right? And the Doty. Correct. Yep. The right? Doty farm. Yeah. yeah. Which is really cool because not only did mm-hmm. he cross cross pollinate it, right? Um, mm-hmm. But he also then once he got the strain, then he it's like uh, produced enough, you know, on you know, it's being, yeah. you know, internally yep. grown that does. You know, there's not a lot of places that just have their own farm of that distillery growing the corn. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, when yep. you think about it, it's his uh, masterpiece. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure Alan is working on other things and other varieties now, too. Really? Um, You're that. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I know. So, you know, the other interesting thing, I don't know if people know, but I mean, he he breeds tomatoes. Um for people that like to garden and use heirloom corns and heirloom seeds, uh, Baker Creek seeds is a really big one. And I was looking through their catalog and they had a multicolored sweet corn called uh, Astronomy Domine. And I was reading the description and it said bred by Alan Bishop from Indiana. And um, nice. I actually I, I grew some of that <laughs> in my garden last year. Um, but and, and he's bred tomatoes. Uh, of course, he has bred a green tomato that I think is called Absinthe is the name of it. Um, I haven't tried what that he, one yet. He, but, uh, is it um, not? It's not. What, what's the root that he does? Um, ginseng. I mean, he grows yeah. wild ginseng. Mm-hmm. And he learned that from his uh, grandpa, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the man when it comes to agriculture and, you know, he's he's down he's he's a classic um distiller from history i mean he gets mm-hmm. in all yeast all the different yeast strains but then his intelligence of using the modern technology that part is it's just so cool to see him and what he's producing uh you go there every mm-hmm. single time and there's something else and that this particular was a was a Version their first version of the barrel pick out of there. I think you were mm-hmm. somewhat associated with it somehow. <laughs> no, I just I managed to get a bottle of that as well. Okay. Um, and, and so yeah, I, I love this. And then it really showcases the corn. I believe the mash bill on this is eighty percent Amanda Palmer corn, um, and then I think ten percent rye and ten percent uh, malted barley. Um, so this one is uh, five years, three months old. Um, 
at a barrel proof of 100.7. So it lost proof in the barrel. Um, I think they go in the barrel at 105 there, so lost a little proof. Um, let's see, on this pick, uh, I should have pulled up a picture to go through so I don't forget anyone. We had Hunter Coffee and Kelly Tennille from Whiskey Thief, uh, Jason Heilingenberg from Starlight, um, Brian Smith from Hard Truth. Um, also, Hunter Coffee's wife, Ashley, was there. Ashley actually works in the uh, quality control lab at Wild Turkey. So um, she really knows what, what she's doing um, as well. No wonder um, why Hunter's so good. He just defaults to her half the time yeah, just to make yeah, sure. It- <laughs> yeah. she, she's the brains of that operation. So Hunter's um, great. I love Hunter. He is. He is. Um, but no, I, as we went through these, you know how it is sometimes doing a barrel pick, you taste the first one and you're like, oh my goodness, that's so good. And uh, you never know if it's because that was the first uh, sip of bourbon that day. Um, but, but but it really showcased the Amanda Palmer, that those kind of fruity notes that it has. Uh, we tried a couple more and, and this one ended up being, you know, it's, it's got those fruity notes from the corn, but it's just... To me, it's more intense. There's it's a little bit of spice and like so- a salty. Mm-hmm. It almost tastes like street corn. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking it. Yeah. It's like that's how I would describe that. It's just like there's mm-hmm. a little bit of that um, aspect of that. All the different things that go on onto it that you get that little bit of pepper and whatever, and it just has a really nice. Where I think the fruitiness is almost like a. It's not, I wouldn't say it's tomato, but there's an aspect where it's on the border of salsa. <laughs> it's what yeah, I, I think there is a, uh, I think there's a, like I said, I, I get the almost like cherry fruit, but I think there's a little citrus to it also. Um, but the corn is definitely up front up a little bit mm-hmm. and it's got that nice, um, the heat is a, a little bit of pepper, but almost like a Tabasco. Like that's mm-hmm. how, you know, like when you put some Tabasco sauce on, that's how the heat is, but not overpowering. So it's, I, that's an enjoyable pour. And then, uh, so Diane doesn't have any tonight. She has had it though. And Renee has, uh, been down in Hilton head too long. So he, yes. uh, he'll get some as soon as he comes back. Uh, leave some at the, uh, Bourbon Society offices. <laughs> with the I'll have to hide it so nobody else drinks it. Probably that's true. Yeah, considering yeah, and and just you know the bourbon th- that night. Thank you for letting us come when we were down there and come to mm-hmm. that meeting. I, I just we were so lucky to come down when we came down, and that's the night of your meeting because that meeting was mm-hmm. you had Kenny uh, talking, Kenny Coleman of Bourbon Pursuit and also Pursuit United mm-hmm. talking about what it's like to run a ri- whiskey band brand. I still. Can't figure them out because, you know, they, I understand they what they're doing. They are extended out, but they are extended out in a level where how the talk and where they're at is kind of almost doesn't jive. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like I think they're getting their name out and they're doing now they'll be there. Right. They should be there. Yes. Yeah, I figured they, they will be there and they will also be sampling at the VIP event. OK, yeah. Sue, so, I mean, Kenny's great. Ryan, I, I met them last year at um, the other festival and I, I and then meeting, seeing Kenny again. Uh, I just think they're what what 
uh, whiskey is. I mean, they're a part of the whole thing and getting into this. So that's exciting. But then we had seen Freddie Johnson at uh, Buffalo Trace. And I've it just, I've been trying to see. Remember, he totally bombed that Frankfurt Bourbon Society. Yeah. Like, you know, Kenny Coleman's there, Bourbon Pursuit, and then Freddie shows up and the whole room turns around, Freddie! Yeah. I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. And it was, I, I th- just meeting him there, because when, we, when I met him at the distillery, I've followed Freddie a lot, and he did one of my first tastings in Kentucky ever. We did the ghost tour on our way down. Um, the first year that I went into Kentucky and he was our taster after the tour. I mean, he, he, and I didn't even know who he was at the time. And then I'm watching, you know, all the shows with when Minnick was doing, um, bourbon and, and beyond and he had Freddie on and then you see the neats and everything. And I'm like, wow, he was doing our tasting. So then when we saw him this past time after we were with Harlan, he was doing some tasting and I got to meet him. We took pictures on the bar and everything, but he went into, complete his 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 mode of his sales mode of you know it's for good friends and a good i i've heard the speech before and so when i was listening it was cool to for him to give it but when we met him at the the meeting and you sat down with him then you got the real that was really him and that was cool to have all the people from buffalo trace that were over there and i you you guys know ralph burgess I mean, he worked. He's a great guy. He's originally from Ohio. Met him, so uh, that I really appreciate what you guys did there. I mean, that was mm-hmm. fantastic, and we were happy to be a part of that. Well, yeah, you just gotta let me know anytime you're down, and we happen to have an event. I think I have to join. I think that's what has to happen. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've been to a lot of. I've been invited to to you know be at a lot of uh, group meetings, and I think that was the. What would you say? The most official and the most star-studded one I've ever been at. So mm-hmm. I I got to meet your your husband, Diane, and I got, you know, everybody was there. And I mean, Amzie, you know, and, and, and Amzie was like, you were on fire that night. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we've, uh, the Frankfurt Bourbon Society is a good group of people and um, have a lot of fun there. I think we all enjoy each other's company. Um, and then, yeah, we are lucky to be here in Frankfurt. So we do have a lot of Buffalo Trace employees that are members. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a great group. And, uh, Renee and I have served on that board for a while. So Renee is the one who pays our bills. He's our treasurer. So, so without Renee, we would have been in the dark probably or out on the street. So, uh, so he gets a lot of credit for, yeah, yeah, for that. Dr. No. So did you guys start like really kind of small and then just keep building and building and building? I, I tell you Frankfurt what. Frankfurt Bourbon Society took off quickly, I would yeah. say. Um, we, we started off in the fall of 2017 and our first barrel pick was a Weller 107 barrel pick. And if you were a member, you were going to get the, the opportunity to buy a single barrel uh, bottle of 107. And the membership just took off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just took off. Yeah. I mean, I don't, we're in Ohio and I run a, run the group here. And I mean, online, the group's over a thousand. But as far as the people that, I, I mean, I get, you know, 20, 30, like what you guys had at each meeting. And mm-hmm. I try and, you know, Greg Schneider, we've had talk mm-hmm. at meetings and I can, 
Now this year, because of what's been happening and everything, I haven't. We'll probably do one more meeting, but we haven't had as many meetings. But I've all of a sudden got in a lot more people that are excited about the podcast. Like we did this uh, Crystal Glen Karen Club, where you get a Glen Karen, and then you get you know, like you said, with the barrel picks and the the main one that we're putting out there is uh, you get to actually come on the barrel pick with us. So we'll bring you along for for one of the barrel picks, and then you get the bar- and it's in pre included all the bar- all the bottles and everything. And then also we do a bus tour um, every year, and then it looks like another bus company wants us to do another bus tour. So we throw all that kind of stuff in. So it's kind of I know what you're talking about running a group. You just kind of come up with ideas, and they just the more you meet, the more the ideas work, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah. we're 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 we've been here for a while, so I know you guys got other things to do. And uh, anybody want to finish up uh, with what what you guys want to say, or each one say something, and then we'll finish up. I think one thing: did we ever talk about the Sunday event? We did not. Anybody? It's very Sunday from two wait, wait, to four. We, we, we got to make okay, sure we okay. give Jeff a reason to stay a little bit longer. So <laughs> <laughs> two to four. Yeah. So. This is a, a really unique um, thing that we're adding. So the Kentucky Kentucky River Tours has the Bourbon Bell, which is new this year. It's a two-story, forty-nine-seater, uh, forty-nine-seater um, boat um, that does tours. And Chef Wita Michael is going to be on there. It's we have thirty-six tickets available. She's going to do a tasting, um, a bourbon pairing with O.H. Ingram River Aged Bourbon or whiskey, which is appropriate. Mm-hmm. It's micro samples. It's not a dinner. It's micro samples. And it's kind of an educational experience. She's going to, to teach you and walk you through. Um, this is a, a, a thing that she does, This that she's known for. We will have some um, appetizers and some more pours afterwards, but um, really super cool opportunity. And like I said, there's only 36 spots available. So, and they've been very recently released. So I don't expect those to last long. If, if you're a foodie or a fan of Chef Lita Michael, I would, I would encourage you to get your ticket quickly. Okay. That's perfect. That's uh, and that's two to four on Sunday. Yes. Okay. You know, and, and so Wita is very well known around here. Uh, for the restaurants that she owns. And so being from here, we know who she is, but I don't know how well-known she is elsewhere. She could be very well-known. She's been on some cooking shows and things like that, but I just looked it up because last time I didn't have the information for sure. But yeah, she's been nominated for a James Beard Foundation Award six times, um, you know, for things like uh, Outstanding Restaurateur, Best Chef Southeast. So she is a phenomenal chef. And uh, I'm sure that will be a, a terrific experience. All right. I mean, that that sounds fantastic. Uh, another, you know, that's that's what uh, going down to Kentucky gets you. You get these these experiences. Um, I've never heard of micro samples, but uh, that would be interesting. <laughs> well, it's just it's not pairing it with a dinner. It's pairing it with with flavors, basically. That Right, you know, right. Whether it's a. With, a sample of honey or, you know, marmalade, or it's these, these different profiles of food that she, she teaches you. 
I've not done it. It's I've, cool. I've it's cool. I mean, I, you you said micro sample. It's like not a not a dinner, but then it's just samples. And now we're talking micro samples. So, and then and then she's going to be pairing it specifically with different bourbons and that type of thing. So it should be a really good time and hopefully. Uh, the word is out. I got to get my wife online <laughs> because <laughs> because you might sell out tonight. Who knows? I mean, we've exactly. been live on Facebook. It's out there. So there you go. So well, and you're doing it while you're you're going down the Kentucky River, which you know. So it's a gorgeous setting. It's it's absolutely beautiful. When it's done, you can go up to the upper roof and look around and 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 talk to the the guys from OH Ingram and you know have some appetizers and it you know it's it's, it's all on the boat right the so it's all, yeah, on the it's boat. all on the boat wow that sounds that sounds like a experience all right so i i mean uh i'm looking forward to the 2023 uh bourbon on the banks i i, I just uh I, after being there last year and then being a you know an observer going around and now participating we're we're pretty excited this year to come down and i'm hoping that my guys just the the airbnb has been booked since i think march March. i mean early march when i when i first was talking to amzi so we we picked it up for everybody so hopefully that all works out but it's a large one I mean, you know, we've been, we, when you look around Frankfurt, there's some really cool air, um, what would you say, staying experience. There's that one where it's like 10 bedrooms, 20 people can go there because all the bedrooms in, and then it's like got a pool. It's a luxurious thing. And it's like, I think it's $1,200 a night. But if you get 10 couples, it's $100 yeah. a night. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. some of the stuff that's down there is so so cool because of your distilleries and everything. And people are just jumping in. So you guys are the face of Frankfurt when it comes to festivals. And I we look forward to it this year. Look forward to having you all. Yeah. Well, thank thanks, you. Jeff. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. And uh I look forward to being there. So we, we should be able to get a lot of content this, you know, this year. And uh, we're excited. I mean, we really are. So now I think the Frankfurt Bourbon Society is going to get rid of our piano that we had. So I'm not going to sing any songs <laughs> for you uh, this year after the festival. Well, now that I know you better, Amzie, you know, and I feel like that was the start of a really good you know, mm-hmm. the, the uh, relationship right there. Relationship. But, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this year, I am going to watch you much better. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody. So uh, thank you guys for being on. Uh, we're the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, www.scotchybourbonboys.com for all Scotchy Bourbon Boys stuff, T-shirts, uh, Glen Karens, and then we actually have uh, little wooden bottle openers now going up, for so look for those. And then uh, remember, uh, good bourbon equals good time and good friends. Drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and live your life dangerously. Little Steve-O's going to take us out. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. 
Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans, this is Alan Bishop, Indiana's Alchemist of the Black Forest. So I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube. If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, and the intense geekery that goes into that process, then check out the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute on YouTube. I promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts. (laughs) 